Coming up on 5-Minute News. Law to freeze handgun sales introduced in Canada. EU agrees to ban Russian oil by end of year. And Millionaire faces an ex-rebel for Colombian presidency. It's Tuesday, May 31. I'm Anthony Davis. Canada's government introduced legislation on Monday to implement a national freeze on the sale and purchase of handguns as part of a gun control package that would also limit magazine capacities and ban some toys that look like guns. The new legislation, which resurrects some measures that were shelved last year amid a national election, comes just a week after a gunman killed 19 children and two teachers in their classroom in Uvalde, Texas. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau told reporters the new measures were needed as gun violence was increasing. The handgun freeze would contain exceptions, including for elite sport shooters, Olympic athletes and security guards. Canadians who already own handguns would be allowed to keep them. Authorities do not expect a run on handguns in anticipation of the freeze, in part because they are so heavily regulated already. Canada has stronger gun legislation than the United States, but while its gun homicide rate is less than one-fifth the US rate, it is higher than that of other rich countries and has been rising. In 2020, it was five times Australia's rate. Canada banned the sale and use of some 1,500 models of assault weapons like the AR-15 rifle two years ago in the wake of a mass shooting in Portapique, Nova Scotia, a move some firearms owners say they are contesting in court. Speaking alongside Trudeau, Public Safety Minister Marco Mendocino confirmed the imminent launch of the initial phase of a program to buy back and compensate owners of such weapons. While the Liberals have a minority of seats in Parliament, the legislation could pass with the support of the left-leaning New Democratic Party. The planned legislation would prevent anyone subject to a protection order or who is engaged in domestic violence or stalking from obtaining or keeping a firearms licence. European Union leaders agreed on Monday to embargo most Russian oil imports into the bloc by year-end as part of new sanctions on Moscow, worked out at a summit focused on helping Ukraine with a long-delayed package of new financial support. The embargo covers Russian oil brought in by sea, allowing a temporary exemption for imports delivered by pipeline, a move that was crucial to bring landlocked Hungary on board a decision that requires consensus. EU Council President Charles Michel said the agreement covers more than two-thirds of oil imports from Russia. Ursula von der Leyen, the head of the EU's executive branch, said the punitive move will effectively cut around 90% of oil imports from Russia to the EU by the end of the year. Michel said leaders also agreed to provide Ukraine with a 9 billion euro tranche of assistance to support the war-torn country's economy. It was unclear whether the money would come in grants or loans. The new package of sanctions will also include an asset freeze and travel ban on individuals, while Russia's biggest bank will be excluded from SWIFT, the major global system for financial transfers, from which the EU previously banned several smaller Russian banks. 
Three big Russian state-owned broadcasters will be prevented from distributing their content in the European Union. Leftist Senator Gustavo Petro celebrated his first round lead in Colombia's presidential election in the way most politicians would, in a conference room packed with hundreds of supporters as confetti rained down upon him. The man he'll meet in a June 19 runoff had a different approach. Rodolfo Hernandez sat at his home kitchen table and spoke to his followers for five minutes on Facebook Live. Today, the country that does not want the same people who have brought us to our current situation has won, he declared. The 77-year-old populist rode a wave of disgust at the country's condition to what until just weeks ago would have been a shocking place in the runoff, surging late in the campaign past more conventional candidates. He ran an austere campaign, unaffiliated with any major party, that was waged mostly on social media with a message centred on reducing corruption and cutting wasteful government spending. He is now positioned to mount a serious challenge to Petro, a former rebel who himself has long been seen as a political insurgent and who would be Colombia's first leftist leader if elected. Petro now, to some eyes at least, seems like the more conventional candidate even if he still frightens much of the country's conservative establishment. Hernandez got 28% of the vote in the six-candidate field on Sunday, while Petro, as polls had projected, got 40%. Hernandez is a self-made millionaire who got rich in real estate after growing up on a small farm. He said he's paid for his campaign with his own savings rather than depending on donations. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.